Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance. In the knowledge of God and of Jesus the Lord, amen. The question that runs throughout the gospel according to John, the question that you see in the things that Jesus says, in the things that are said to Jesus, the things that Jesus does, and the things that are done to Jesus, the question that runs throughout the gospel according to John is a question about Jesus' identity. Is Jesus the Son of God? And the answer of John's gospel is, from beginning to end, yes. From the prologue to the first disciples, to the miracles, to all that Jesus says, to his rejection and his trial and in his resurrection, the answer of the gospel is simple. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God. Now, John's answer to this question comes not by way of some kind of formal proof demonstration, but by telling a story. And so the uh, feeding of the 5,000 is not only part of that story, but part of that answer. To see how it's an answer, though, maybe we should take a step back, go back a little bit earlier. Before Jesus does this sign, performs this wonder, he has done another one. He has healed a paralytic. It's the Sabbath, and when he tells the man to take up his mat and go on his way, well, the Jews find him and ask him what he's up to. This is violating the regulation. And he explains, well, the person that healed him told him to do that. And who was that? Well, eventually he shows them it was Jesus. And so they're angry with Jesus, and they confront him and want to know what Jesus is up to. And Jesus answers, well, my father keeps on working, and so I keep on working too. And now the Jews become very angry. They really want to kill him because not only has he worked on the Sabbath and broken their law, but he has made himself equal to God. Jesus, in characteristic fashion, does not back down. Among the things that he says is this. Not only is he doing what he sees his father doing, but the works that he does are a testimony. The people had paid attention to John, and the testimony to Jesus is greater than that to John. The works that he's doing, the works that the Father has given him, show that the Father, that God himself had sent Jesus, and they show that he is God's Son. Well, that doesn't really satisfy anyone, but so the story goes. Now, after these things, John says, Jesus is back up in Galilee, on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and the crowds come to him because of the signs that he already shown in healing people. They come by the hundreds and the thousands. And as they come, Jesus asks Philip, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people? And as the gospel says, he does this to test Philip because Jesus knows exactly what he's going to do. He seats them, and taking a child's lunch, he feeds them. He feeds them all they want. He gives them more than they can eat. And the people see this, and they recognize something wonderful has happened. And they think to themselves, this is the prophet to come into the world. And they think to themselves, 
he'd make a really good king. And Jesus knows what they're thinking, and he withdraws. Well, that's not the end of the story, actually. Jesus goes the other side of the sea, crosses, walking on the water, another work of God. And the people follow after him. Why has Jesus left? What has gone on? And Jesus explains that they didn't get it. Jesus had done something wonderful. It was a sign. It was a work of God. It was a sign that Jesus was the Son of God, but they didn't see it. They understood that something had happened, but they did not understand what it meant. They saw the food. They saw what they got. But they did not recognize who Jesus was. And that was the real point. Well, when Jesus makes his point, when he makes it clear what it's all supposed to mean, that he is the bread come down from heaven, that he is the bread of life, that people are supposed to believe in him, to eat his flesh and drink his blood, well, then they understand. And most of them turn away. Most of them will not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They understand that that's what Jesus is saying. They just won't believe it. And so it goes, time after time in the gospel, until finally he is arrested, he is tried, he is crucified. But then he rises again, and he shows that he is the Son of God. And as John says, Jesus did many other signs which are not written in this book, but these are written that you, the hearer, the reader, may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing have life in his name. Now what about you? You aren't like the Jews who followed after Jesus or the ones who rejected him and killed him, you are here, and I have every confidence that were you asked, is Jesus the Son of God, you would answer readily, confidently, yes. But there's a difference between saying that and living that out. What was the problem of the Jews who saw what Jesus had done. Was it they did not recognize it was a miracle? Well, no. They recognized quite clearly that something wonderful had happened. They saw the sign, but they did not understand what it meant. And their way of seeing it was, this is the answer to all our problems. This is the solution to all that troubles us. They made Jesus, they saw Jesus as a means to their ends. But Jesus wanted the food to be seen as a means to recognize him as the Son of God. They confused the means and the ends. I've been going to church. 
I've been here long enough to see that that kind of thing happens still today. We make Jesus into a means to our ends. We want to go to heaven. Jesus becomes the means to that end. We want forgiveness. We make Jesus into the means for that end. We make Jesus into the answer to our problems, the solution for all that troubles us. Now, there is no doubt, just like Jesus actually did feed those people miraculously, as he really did heal and raise the dead, that Jesus does accomplish great and wonderful things. But he came not merely to be an instrument, a means to get what we might want. He came fundamentally as the Son of God. He came basically as the one to represent, to speak for, to act for God. Everything runs through Jesus. Even the things we should see, the things that we should want, the things that we should consider good. Jesus came not to satisfy or to make things right according to our desires, but to show how things really are. That's what it means for Jesus to be the Son of God. When you deal with him, you deal with God. When you listen to him, you listen to God. When you see him working, you see God at work. And so, if Jesus were to say something, and he did, to turn the world upside down or on its side or inside out, well, that's how things really are. And that's what made Jesus so difficult. So Jesus was just as much a problem as an answer. He was just as much trouble as he was a solution. But he really was, and he really is the Son of God. He was put to death, but he took back his life. He was rejected, but he was vindicated in his resurrection. He showed that he really is God's Son. He really is the one we have to deal with, whether we like it or not. He is the one who says how things are. Now, with his resurrection, that was the last sign he gave that he is the Son of God, but he is not done giving signs to you. Do you want to know how things stand between you and him? Well, that's what baptism is for. It's a new birth. It's a rebirth. It's the means to become his people and the children of God. Do you want a sign? Do you want a sign that things are right between you and Jesus? Well, he gives you his own body to eat and his own blood to drink. And he promises that all who do will have eternal life. He promised that back then, and he promises that to you now. 
Jesus was all about signs, signs about himself as the Son of God. And as the Son of God, the one who speaks for and acts for God and gives signs then to you. It is for you. Come and eat, come and drink, and you will live. In the name of Jesus, amen.